Obesity has nearly tripled worldwide since 1970s. A major health concern related to obesity is that excess fat can spill into organs such as the liver, which can lead to fatty liver disease or even liver cancer. Joining us today is Dr. Grant Barish. He's an assistant professor in the Division of Endocrinology, Metabolism, and Molecular Medicine at Northwestern Medicine, and he's here to discuss his latest work examining the mechanisms that lead to fat accumulation in the liver. Dr. Barish, it's a pleasure to have you with us. This is a fascinating topic. I so enjoyed studying your research. Before we begin, tell us a little bit about yourself and your role in the Division of Endocrinology at Northwestern. Sure. Uh, thank you very much for uh, speaking with me. Um, so, uh, as you said, uh, I'm uh, a member of the division. I, I joined Northwestern about seven years ago, and um, I have both clinical training and uh, pretty extensive uh, training in molecular biology and um, animal physiology. Um, so that predated um, my postdoctoral work, predated my um, recruitment and arrival here at Northwestern. And uh, in terms of my role here, um, I'm uh, primarily uh, research-focused, although I do see patients as well. Um, my time split would probably be about 85 or 90 percent uh, in the lab and the other you know, 10 to 15 percent uh, seeing patients. Um, I have a weekly clinic um, uh, actually at, at one of our affiliates at the Jesse Brown VA Medical Center uh, where I see patients, uh, veterans, uh, with some of our uh, endocrine fellows and uh, help in their training. And I also um, serve on the uh, inpatient uh, consult service at Northwestern Memorial Hospital uh, for hospitalized patients with uh, endocrine issues, uh, usually for a few weeks a year. Well, you certainly are involved in so many areas of endocrinology, and let's talk about your research. Give us a broad overview, Dr. Barish, and explain a little bit about these mechanisms of accumulation of fat in the liver. My training and background is really in focusing on proteins that um, uh, operate in the nucleus. Um, some of these can be turned on directly by endocrine hormones like thyroid hormone or glucocorticoids that can bind to receptors that act directly on DNA um, uh, or other transcription factors that may be turned on or turned off by, by signals that um, initiate at the cell surface and then culminate um, uh, by affecting um, these proteins that, that control um, whether genes are turned on or turned off. Um, so, um, you know, in broad, in broad terms, I, I focus on transcriptional regulation by these DNA binding transcription factors and their actions um, in, in the nucleus to control whether genes are turned on or turned off. And it turns out that in a lot of endocrine pathologies and in the context of obesity, uh, a lot of um, uh, changes occur at the level of which genes are turned on or turned off, and some of this may be compensatory because um, uh, cells and tissues have um, too, are storing too much energy or too much lipid, um, and some of these um, signals or changes can become um, pathological. Um, and so we're we're interested in trying to identify and understand um, these pathways, which may be you know part of the disease, part of the um, pathogenesis of these uh, disorders that can give rise to insulin resistance or fat accumulation and um, some of the um, pathological changes that you described, which can be non-alcoholic, which can be um, uh, inflammation in the liver, which can lead to um, cirrhosis or even to liver cancer, um, as well as, uh, you know, pathways that might be therapeutic um, in uh, affecting um, the sort of 
balance of, of metabolic regulation and a favorable uh, way to, to hopefully um, restore or improve um, uh, changes that can occur with, with obesity, um, and particularly in, in, in the liver, uh, to sort of shift this balance towards um, uh, removing or, 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 or um, burning lipid rather than uh, storing it excessively. In one of your recent studies, Dr. Barish, your team discovered a new function for transcription factor called BCL6. Tell us a little bit about these studies and the results and help us to understand those mechanisms that lead to this accumulation so that it, it's possible to develop these new treatments. Tell us about the BCL6 inhibition. Sure. So um, one of the transcription factors that we've been interested in for a number of years, even predating my arrival at Northwestern is a, a particular transcription factor, as you said, called BCL6, um, or, uh, which it stands for B-cell lymphoma 6. It was first identified in work um, that was focused on cancer. Um, but it turns out that this um, transcription factor is expressed broadly um, throughout many tissues of the body, in, not only in immune cells, but also uh, in, um, in tissues such as the liver or in, in the fat. And its functions outside of immunity were really um, poorly defined. Um, but we had um, some uh, uh, lines of evidence um, that pointed to pot- uh, potential metabolic functions for BCL6. And so we've been um, interested in pursuing that and, and how it might uh, relate to um, obesity and some of the changes that um, occur there. And using uh, sort of genetic approaches, um, we've been able to uh, identify um, new and, and, and um, powerful regulatory functions for BCL-6 and its impact in um, both uh, the adipose tissue as well as in the liver. Um, and um, although uh, it's tough to summarize all of the data, what I can say is that um, genetically uh, deleting or ablating this factor in um, either the liver or in um, the adipose tissue um, rendered a very favorable effect uh, on um, on metabolism and particularly type 2 diabetes. And one of the really most striking effects when we deleted this gene, uh, either in, in the fat or in, in the liver, was that there was a strong protection from the development of uh, excessive fat accumulation uh, in the liver, which is uh, an exciting finding. Um, the mechanisms by which this occurs um, and its actions in um, in, in fat um, and in liver are different, but in either tissue, um, the sort of overarching um, impact is to reduce the amount of, of fat accumulation in the liver. Fascinating. This is such an interesting study. As I said at the beginning, I really enjoyed reading it, and it makes the BCL6 inhibition such an interesting target for boosting that liver's ability to burn excess fat and to better characterize these exact mechanisms by which the fat burning operates. I'm an exercise physiologist and obesity is one of my passions. So how do you take this study? How do you envision your research translating to patient care with a study that has so many far-reaching aspects as this possibly does? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, uh, I mean, one of the challenges, which is true for this factor as well as many genes that um, researchers are, are, are studying, is that you know obviously this gene subserves uh, important functions uh, under normal circumstances, um, but we found you know in, in our studies that actually eliminating or reducing this gene, at least in some tissues, 
may um, hold potential um, uh, benefit um, for metabolic pathologies. And so the question, which still is not um, uh, totally clear yet, is whether we could, in a manner that was safe and not deleterious, reduce or inhibit this particular um, factor um, a, for for therapeutic benefit in obesity-related diseases. Now, um, interestingly, um, with advances um, in drug development in the last uh, several years, um, there are now ways, 10 years ago, this would not have been possible, but um, there are now ways to very selectively target um, particular proteins like BCL6, which exist you know, in the nucleus of cells um, with small molecules, and such compounds have been uh, developed. Um, uh, some of these are being developed for treatments in diseases like lymphoma, um, which is obviously uh, you know a, a blood cell type uh, cancer. Um, and there, it it um, the, the idea is that BCL6 is essential for um, some lymphomas, um, uh, and and by reducing its levels, that may um, uh, suppress the uh, uh, development of these of these uh, malignancies. Um, whether you could leverage such compounds for metabolic benefit um, is not yet known, and we're interested in trying to test that. Um, one of the other features which uh, is um, attractive in, in, from our studies is that there appears to be an effect for BCL6 uh, on the liver specifically, and there can be ways therapeutically to um, target drugs to particularly um, hone, home to the liver. Uh, so that that can be um, potentially a way to to more limit the effects of such um, drugs, um, so that you're not hitting um, this transcription factor across all tissues of the body. But you know, all of this is remains a future challenge. Um, BCL6 is very important for normal immune cell development, so I think that um, it's going to have to be carefully um, looked at and sorted out whether um, there there's a a window of therapeutic opportunity for reducing BCL6 um, and improving um, metabolism without uh, having adverse uh, consequences for deleting or, or suppressing um, this protein in other tissues. But um, this is always a challenge that many of us uh, working in metabolism face is trying to find uh, uh, windows of opportunity uh, to therapeutically intervene on, on, on genes. Well, as I said before, it could have such far-reaching effects. As we wrap up, Dr. Barish, is there anything else you would like providers to know about this really interesting work that you're doing and when you feel that it's important that they refer to the specialists in endocrinology at Northwestern Medicine? Sure. I mean, I would say that, you know, a lot of our work um, is very focused on, on basic mechanisms. And, you know, our hope is that some of these will translate, but, but you know, um, it's, it's always uh, uh, a challenge. Um, but I think uh, as we and others uh, advance in our understanding of these pathways, it really um, paves the way to new opportunities, um, whether intervening on the particular target or um, other factors or, or components that are elucidated through you know, more basic approaches to understanding the biology that, that uh, is related to uh, and, and underlies um, metabolic disease and, and obesity-related pathologies. In terms of, uh, you know, the clinical um, activity and, you know, diabetes is a major clinical challenge, as I'm sure you're aware, with a huge percentage of our population afflicted by this. And, you know, generally speaking, specialists um, like myself and, and others here at Northwestern, um, you know, we see um, 
um, both type type one and type two diabetes, and particularly for the patients with type two diabetes, which is is the more common form, that become more complicated um, because they are not um, successful with a single drug or even um, a couple of drugs as therapies, uh, and um, you know really progress to, to needing uh, combinations of therapies. Uh, or have other com- comorbidities such as um, associated um, fatty liver disease or or, or other um, concerns, cardiovascular disease. These these patients can become quite complicated, and I think that's where um, having uh, specialists that are, are are very focused on uh, diabetes and obesity-related disease um, can be very helpful um, for these complex patients. Sometimes it just gets you know beyond the um, the expertise of of generalists um, for for tough cases. Well, absolutely it does, and thank you so much for joining us today. That concludes this episode of Better Edge, a Northwestern medicine podcast for physicians. To refer your patient or for more information on the latest advances in medicine, please visit our website at nm.org to get connected with one of our providers. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and all the other Northwestern medicine podcasts. For more health tips and updates, please follow us on your social channels. I'm Melanie Cole.